what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hi, this is Alan with the quick announcement about something really exciting going on here at The Mesh over the next couple of months. The Mesh is celebrating its first six months of operation by giving one of its listeners an iPad 2. And the more you listen to The Mesh, the more chances you have to win. Here's what you do. Listen to any episode for any of the shows that we have on our Mesh network that we post between January 1st, 2012 and March 31st, 2012. At some point during those episodes, and that includes the one you're listening to, you will be given a code for the contest. Write the code down, visit the Mesh's website at themesh.tv, and you'll be given instructions on where to enter your code and an email address. You can enter one code per episode with your email address. So if we post 100 episodes between January and March of this year, and you listen to all 100 of them and get 100 codes, that means you'll have 100 entries into our contest, 100 chances to win that iPad. Uh, there'll be other information on the Mesh's website about this contest, other rules, regulations, some other uh, legal jargon we got put in there. That's all on the website at themesh.tv backslash contest. That's where you can enter your codes and you can also read a little bit more about the contest itself. We really are excited about this contest. We're excited about giving one of our listeners a great prize. And we just want to thank everybody for an incredible first six months of The Mesh. We look forward to providing you with outstanding content for many, many more months to come. Thanks. I'm with the band. Music and interviews you're going to like. Welcome to I'm with the band. If you will notice, it is not the normal voice coming to you from the mic today. Uh, This is Mary Margaret. I am going to be stepping in for hosting today, mainly because we're turning the tables. It's January 2012. It's a new year. We're going to start it off right with interviewing our actual host. We're welcoming The Logic to the band show today. Uh, Chad Strutt. Hello. Hello. And Brian. And Brian, Brian is here in puppet form. Brian, the third band member, is missing today, but um, his puppet... Alter Ego. Alter Ego is here. So Hi, Mary Margaret. Hello, he's Brian. Gonna, he's going to like being reduced to a puppet. <laughs> to a puppet. This is, this is awkward. I'm a drunk. So, <laughs> so, again, I am uh, Mary Margaret hosting today. I'm with the band, and we are on The Mesh. Hope you are joining us online uh, through iTunes or the website. If you haven't checked out the website, please do so at themesh.tv. You can see all of our awesome shows on there, and I'm sure you will find something you like. But today we're going to talk to The Logic and find out what their band is all about. Guys, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having us. You bet. Um, let's start out. First thing first, why The Logic? What is your name all about? It's really uninteresting. Oh, well, bring it on. <laughs> I'm a drummer. Shut up. Okay, so the band name came up from a list of like 40 names yeah. from a piece of paper that our original bass player, because we actually had a bass player at the time, Chad Wilmoth, he's out in California right now. Uh, came up with a list of song, of names and said, let's choose one of these. It was uneventful. It means nothing. There was no background to it. Nope. Just like, just unlike what we do, with everything, there's a background to that's been pre-recorded. All the songs and stuff you would say. <laughs> <laughs> 
what an interesting show I signed I up to do, folks. Secrets out. <laughs> we we do a, ever knew. We use a lot of technology. We use pre-recorded backups, uh, pre-recorded production to enhance what we do because we still perform. Sure. On top of it, a lot Trey of I can't really sing. Yeah, I can't. Strut's Str- Str- not a singer. Yeah, Neither is Trey. Oh, well. <laughs> guitar. We're both guitar players, but uh, we get a lot of flack for it. So we like to flaunt it because. Because uh, why not? Why not? Because no. nobody else takes the time to do it. Right. Yeah. Because you've been a band for how long? 14 years this year. 14 years. In August. But I know for a fact that both of you have been playing a lot longer than that, obviously. Strutting in right. In many other bands. When did we meet? 88. 88. That sounds about Maybe right. Maybe 88, something like that. 88. 87, something like 2009. that. 2009. Brian, stop. <laughs> Brian, Brian's a late bloomer to the <laughs> he's band, a late, right? He's a late bloomer. Well, um, so you guys started back in the 80s. In mm-hmm. several bands, you played before uh, the Logic together in bands before, or was mm-hmm. the Logic the first band? A band called Teasing. <laughs> yeah, Teasing. You know what? I wasn't going to bring that up, but I've seen pictures. Uh-huh. Seen yeah. it all. Mm-hmm. And if anyone wants to check out my Facebook page, they can link to Chad's and see pictures of him as well, because <sighs> oh. there are some pictures. Because spell it. Teasing is spelled what? T-Z-N. That's right. Capital yeah. T, capital Z, capital, capital N. N. Mm-hmm. Teasing. Uh-huh. Get it? Yes, very emphatic. Much like your hair was back then, correct? <laughs> That's right. It was uh, a little Bon Jovi-ish. I don't, yes, yes. That was a good reference. <laughs> good. And what's funny about teasing, though, was, was it's kind of cool. There's a lot of bands that were from that era, mm-hmm. that area, uh, era, the, the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And a lot of these bands, the members don't talk to each other. Yeah. We still all keep in contact. Uh, we've even toyed with the idea of actually having some kind of a, recording reunion but it goes back and forth whether it should be live or recording but um we're all still friends and it's kind of we kind of were a core of musicians that kind of exploded and went off in different directions uh the lead singer at the time kurt benfield went on to be an uncle jam Mm -hmm. which was a very very popular band at one time and um one of our as well as the bass player was in uncle jam yeah the bass player was uncle jam and now he is in uh, Skinny Velvet, which used to be Contagious Blues, mm-hmm. and they're they're very they they work on a national level. They're pretty pretty popular. And um, Billy Jones, Billy Jones is the drummer and sometimes singer of a band called The News, which is another regional yeah. band. Yeah. And uh, Chris Hester, who also was in the band for a brief period of time, played with the, the News. Yeah. And then our our kind of roadie, our chief roadie. Actually, wound up being in a band that was extremely popular, uh, which is Kevin Johnson. So mm-hmm. we got to give him a shout out too. Uh-huh. The Funk so, Brotherhood. The Funk Brotherhood. I know them too. Yeah. yeah. So when you guys were playing um, Teasin and then every other band after that, was this all locally? This was regional here. Yes. It was regional. It and was. Teasin was fairly successful, yet wildly unpopular. Uh. And uh, oh yeah. It'd but, be the uh, other way around. There was actually kind of... That's right. We were wildly popular, but, but yet, no, no success. Yes. <laughs> Five years of nothing to we show for it. We were wildly liked, yet not liked at all. But you did actually, have some cool hair, though, and the cool pictures hair. to go with it. Right? Good, good musicians, no direction. Ah. Well, see, Hickory, believe it or not, people may not believe this now, but Hickory, back in the day, almost had its own little uh, scene going. Yeah. Something like the New York scene or the L.A. hair metal scene. Right. We were really, really close because of this club called Cadillacs. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of nationals coming through. They were even mentioned at Rolling Stone as one of the top clubs on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it's a big deal. Yeah. Now it's a strip club. Yeah, it's a strip club. My grandmother works there. 
It was almost a strip club then. It was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> moving <first> on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you formed the Logic mm-hmm. back 14 years ago, mm-hmm. and what was your goal from the Logic? Was it to be a cover band? Was it to be all original music? Was it to start touring? Was it to make it big? What was your goal? Well, I mean, you guys were growing up then, you know, I mean, right. you were, you know, there were families, there were other people involved at that point back in right. the 80s. You weren't. No, uh, Strut wasn't involved in the very beginning, although we, we, we still talked, but I was working with a drummer named uh, John Zimmerman, and it was meant as a writing guild. That's all it was. Hmm. Just something to get together and write music. We'd, yeah. we'd sit down and record jams and then go back and make songs out of it within... A couple of months, we had enough for an album. Decided to release it. Hired a bass player named Chad Wilmoth, who's the guy who came up with the name. Uh, played a couple of shows, the first of which was over the Hickory Station. <clears throat> and um, we started playing a couple of cover tunes here and there, dance, dancey style tunes. And that was where the, that, that was the catalyst. That's when we started realizing, you know, no, we got a good following, a good loyal following, but not enough to be making any money. All the money we made went to go straight to the sound crew. Right, right. So it was it was a, a labor of love, quickly. And around 2002, 2003, we started realizing more dance tunes means more people in the door, more money in our pockets. And Strut was I, – I talked to Strut for about six months to a year before coming on and said, please come in. If you can if you can ignore my, my, my lack of singing, please, you'll, you'll have a good time. That always – Underrates his own singing. Uh, because I was a guitar player. He does quite right. well. Didn't come trained as a singer. No. Right. It's pretty evident. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, auto-tune. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. We actually don't play. <laughs> we don't. We just sit there and yeah. just mouth the words. Sort of like your, music, your uh, puppet here today. That's right. Exactly. This, this is what the stage is like, <laughs> yeah. right? I right. play drums. Yeah. Ryan, stop. You're not here. Okay. <laughs> that was the real concept behind the light. Let's just fake everything. <laughs> well, what was your first? Uh, well, I mean, obviously you started recording albums because they're still going. That's right. What was your first album? When was that? Uh, you, let me try to bridge this story. We had that collection of songs uh, that we had written during the Guild yes. era, and we we released a, a version of an album called the Pre-Production Album, and then we did another version uh, called I've Seen Wonderland, which was basically the first album with three extra songs. And then the first, what I consider the first real Logic album was an album called Runes, and it came out in 2000. Okay. And uh, that's a fun album. We still get a lot of people who talk about that album. But uh, the only problem with the, with the Logic albums, and it's not because, well, the only problem is, is it's not as always a, a collaborative effort as I would like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully you, you'll attest to this, that I've always been trying to bring people in. I, it's just hard. We all live so far away. Strut sure. lives 30 minutes away. Brian, that's me. Shut up. Lives hour fifteen. Hour and 15 minutes away. Yeah. So the time is so precious mm-hmm. that we either have to rehearse or record. So I saw that uh, you had an album one time called Covering the Nation. Covering the Nation. Yes. The world's first dynamic album. Okay. That's what I was going to ask about. I don't know what that means. Dynamic album. Dynamic. World's first. What does that I mean? Well, dynamic means change. Right. Okay. Uh, most it's the marketing ploy. It's a marketing uh, ploy. Yeah. It doesn't mean jack crap. You, you came up with it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, really uh, Strut came up with it. I came up with it. Okay. So, so explain to me though, like, what was the change in it? What was different? What were you marketing? Okay. Um, because of the way we do songs, uh, there's a lot of technology involved. So the first thing we have to realize is what the limitations are, which, sorry, is my voice. So I have to make sure I can sing the song. I've got to put an arrangement together so I can hand it off to everybody else and say. 
here's the song, put your two cents in, do it the way you want to. After a while, we have probably several hundred demos of songs that we've done over the years. And what we decided to do was put all these songs online for people to hear. So that way, if they wanted to hear these songs, they could go online and listen to them for free, download mm-hmm. them for free. Because we, we don't own the rights to these songs, so we can't charge. But if we're giving them out for free and crediting everybody, then you know, right. it's a win-win scenario. Sure. And uh, so that every time we have a new demo of a new song, it goes onto that list. So it's basically just kind of a concept. It's uh, just a list of songs. Here's all of our demos. Download them all you want to. It's the the album. And I get email from it often right. about it. People saying, if I, I took it down when I put the new site up, and people started emailing me saying, where, where are the songs at? Mm-hmm. And I uh, didn't want to make fun of them. <laughs> Strut did, though. Mm. Well, Chad tries to be as diplomatic as possible. Really, the songwriting process, what really happens is we'll get together, we'll start writing. <laughs> And we realized Strut just sucks as a songwriter. <laughs> so at the end, Chad's like, why don't I just do it? And I'm like, yeah. yeah you know, and that is so far from the truth because we have several songs from the pool of songs that didn't actually get to the album, the last album we put out, uh, a couple of which were ideas that Strut had. And they're good ideas. Um, we just didn't flush all the ideas out completely. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Um, it's because it was like three ideas. You, know, you can't write a song with You know what ideas. I'm seeing and I'm hearing here is sort of like an old married couple, you two. I'm going to sit back and I can just watch you guys say, no, you're great. No, you're great. No, 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 I was bad that day. No, 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 I was worse. <laughs> it was, it's, it, it's almost there. It, it really you're very, you're very, you're very kind to each other. That I mean, sort of like a, it seems like a brotherly relationship, though. Right. I mean, it had to have been to, to stick around together this long. Absolutely. That's the, And... You know, a lot of uh, a lot of people don't realize the luxury of being in a band that has that longevity. Sure. Of the same line, we don't have a lot of lineup changes, and I can tell you that ninety percent of the bands that are shoot ninety five percent of the bands that exist now can't say that they don't last past two years. Yeah. If that. Um, That's one of the secrets of the sequencing that we use so much of. Yeah. Because. Mm. We're trying to get is all the instruments what people are used to hearing. That's what we're trying to make happen. They sure. Hear a song on the radio. They're they're used to hearing it a certain way. That's what we're trying to make happen. Stick with what people like. It would take yeah. twelve members for a lot of songs. Yeah, you know what I'm and the clubs and, aren't going to pay for that. Yeah. Right, right. Four guys can't get along all at the same time for any length of time. So I play sure. drums. We got it kind of cut down to three, and we just let Chad do what he wants, and it's all good. Uh, I'm glad somebody lets Chad do what he wants. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't let Chad do what he she wants. Has a, she's a noose. Tell me about the uh, most recent album. Id and the Ego, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Okay, tell me the name on that one because I don't understand it. The Id and the Ego. Yeah. Well, any anybody in uh, the psych, psycholo- psychology field is going to quickly say it's not the Id and the Ego; it's the Id and the Ego and the Superego. So the three levels of uh, consciousness. Yes. Um, I don't know. I just like the. I just like. Just it. like the sound yeah, of it. Chad's mom is kind of an esteemed member of the psychological. Field, field, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's, so, so he's yeah. got that, that yeah, going through his brain a lot, so right? Stuff, yeah. Understood. The, the big irony is the T-shirt that we have. This one of the first Logic T-shirts, which has some. I don't remember what the name of the drawing is, but it's a very popular drawing by. It's not Carl Jung, but it's one of these these uh, medical people. And one of my friends is a dentist here in town. Is like, oh, I recognize that drawing on the back of your shirt. That's the so and so. Um, but it comes from the psychological field too. Mm-hmm. So there, ha- there's always been that tie. Right. Sure. This is like head games. Yes. Yeah. 
People should pursue the id and ego CD just for the cover art. Just right. All the phallic symbols everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Who did who did that art? Ryan Levy. Yeah. All right. It was yeah. Brian. <laughs> I, I, you know, one of my uh, one of my favorite bands is Dave Matthews. Uh, I, and it took me going to see him to realizing there were eighteen thousand people in the sold out show and everybody dancing but me to realize I was the one who wasn't getting it. The thing about Dave Matthews that I like is not necessarily his music or his voice, because the guy really is a... Yeah. That's that's Dave Matthews, folks, if you can pick up on that. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, he's really good about taking his band. He didn't even want to use his name. Mm -hmm. It's this big pool of camaraderie that I just adore. And I really, really, really like that. and all the albums that I've been associated with in the past, which has been 20, 25 albums at this point, I have been a big instrumental part of these albums. Sure. Not just Logic albums, but solo albums, uh, other bands I've been associated with. And I, I like my ideas, but I like other people's ideas. I like working together. I'm a big believer in camaraderie. I, uh, I'm a huge believer in it. And uh, that's one of the reasons why this guy, Ryan uh, Levy, came in to do the album cover. I wanted someone else to take the reins for a while and see what new thing could come about. I already know what I can do. Right. What can I do with everybody else? That was another reason why I wanted Strut to play more on this album, which he did, and uh, Brian, our, our current drummer, to play on it. We also have our last drummer, Chad Gibson, on this album, too. Well, uh, how many tracks are on there? Eleven. Eleven. I've seen a video from one, correct? Mrs. Nevertake. Mrs. Nevertake, yes. And up on the stage, you're in piano? Yes. Playing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Were you really playing the piano? At the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the outtakes at the end. Well, what about on the actual track itself? Oh yeah, oh sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you you do play that instrument as well on there too. I play about twenty instruments on that album. Uh, no, only probably four or five on four that or album. Five? Yeah. What? Uh, you've got eleven on there. I've heard that you are pretty famous for writing a lot more than you actually use. You guys yeah. know a lot more than you actually use on the albums. Obviously, if you have them on the internet, people are downloading them. Those are ones that don't make it anyway. You know, what do you do with this pool of music? Keep them for later. I yeah. mean, we've we had, uh, you know, I knew the number walking in here today. It, it, there were forty some songs written for the Id and the Ego for that album specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we only used 11, eleven of those. Right. Hmm. Now, what what's the process of keeping them? What? How do you know when something makes the cut? Um, now I'm That's sitting. Yeah, I know. And talk about camaraderie. But a lot of times, what it came out came down to is I put all 40 songs in the iPod, put them on shuffle, mowed the grass, and whichever songs I didn't want to fast forward through. Right, right. Those are the ones I I figured that were doing well. Just nice personal preference. They really came down Truly to what it. it and listen to them. I mean, I had I think I did that with you guys. I sent you some stuff and said, "What's mm-hmm. wh- what do you like?" So you actually recorded all 40 though. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. like real done recording. No, they're not all completed. <laughs> well, right, yes. <laughs> yeah. The al- you know, the album's name was actually Stranded originally. Do you remember that? I do remember that. And we had all these different album covers and everything. And the song, the, the title track, Stranded, didn't make it either. It's a very, um, it's like a ballad. Um, that's probably one that'll come out as a release later on because yeah. it was a cool tune. Well, let's take a minute right now and actually play some of your music so that people can get an idea of what we're talking about here. Sure. Uh, what's going to play for us? We're going to do uh, one of the songs that didn't make it called Merry-Go-Round. Okay. And this was written, 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 this was written, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> quit, Brian. This was written by uh, me and a guy named James McElroy, who uh, worked together a lot in the mid-90s in another band called Nine Days Wonder. 
He he was instrumental on this I album too. Fairgrounds with the carnival going on. <laughs> they shared a slushy and there's video and everything. <laughs> that video that video was erased. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh, oh brothers. Goodness. Well let's check it out. get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, 
back to your show. All right, thanks. Welcome back. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed that little tune from The Logic. Again, it's Mary Margaret here with uh, Chad and Strut and Puppet Brian. <laughs> yes. I'm the drummer. Uh, so it's like nothing's really any different. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably mad. I hope he's not listening to this. I'm sorry, Brian. This was their option, not he, mine. He knows, he knows the deal. I, uh, I want to talk a little bit about your studio setup and where you guys record and, and what your preference is. We record at Salamander Studios, which is my home studio. Yes. And uh, there's not a lot to it. It's just it's a, it's a home studio. Yeah. Um, always have? Always have been. But, you know, some of the recordings that we've done, uh, the guy who, who mastered our album, which is the guy who makes it radio-friendly, uh, is a guy named Rodney Mills. And if uh, anybody looks him up on the Internet, they'll be quite surprised to see everybody he's worked with. I mean, some of these songs that we play live, which are not our tunes, like um, uh, Sweet Home Alabama, um, he, he's responsible for some of the, the success of uh, do what Rihanna, Rihanna, mm. uh, Cheryl Crow, Pearl Jam. He's been all around. I mean, this big, big name, especially yeah. down in uh, Atlanta. And um, he said that this was one of the better sounding albums that he's had come to his, come to him, which was a big compliment because we don't have the greatest equipment in the world. I mean, it's okay. It's a it's a nice project studio, but it's not a million dollar studio. Right, right. So that was a nice. That was a actually a highlight of the album. Well, what um. You know, I, I know you mentioned before you get some flack sometimes for your uh, technology that you oh, yeah. use. Uh, I've seen actually some bands perform live that use the pedals stuff. Sure. You know, what I'm talking mm-hmm. about the yep. mm-hmm. where they don't do anything but use pedals. Yep, that's pretty crazy. And they're stuff. the ones that usually are the most critical of what we do. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But what about covering songs? You getting flack for that? You feel like you're considered a cover band when you're out? I've seen you guys play and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm be wrong. Those those ladies love it they when do. you play some good old cover songs that right. they can dance to, they can sing to. Um, you know, do you, do you consider yourself a cover band? We consider ourselves a very original cover band. Yeah, that's that's. I think that would be a good that's answer. Good that's what we try to do. Sure. Right. Now, have you ever done an album strictly cover songs? Well, the cover in the nation is is that it is. Yeah, okay. So there's uh, all that is uh, cover tunes. Uh, you know, one of my favorite albums is uh, uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, Smattered, Scattered, Smothered, and Covered. Oh, yeah. And it's all yeah. cover songs. You right. know? I love that album and it, yeah. because it's them that I'm listening to. I mean, granted, it's other people's songs, but I love that album. So yeah. I don't mind cover bands. I mean, some it's, 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 it's ironic. Sometimes uh, our songs will, will get picked up by uh, a kid's ear. You know, we have friends who, right. have, who have kids, and they'll play the album. You know, they'll put it in the uh, the CD player in the car and taking the kids to school. And those album, those songs become the kids' favorite songs. They don't right. like the original version, which is funny because the original versions are usually million dollar productions. Um, I think it has to do with just what you get introduced to. And yeah. you know, these kids sometimes think that we're we're big stars. Even people I went to school with think that we've hit it big because of some sure. of the pictures. We're not. We have day jobs. Um, we which is what. My what day do you job. do? What you do for I own a marketing company called okay. Chad Austin Marketing and Media Design. It's yeah. kind of a web development company that went into the marketing side of things. And, uh, but, and, you know, Strut works for. Uh, Wait a minute, we're not famous? We're not even close. <laughs> but you told me we were rich and everything. No, he said his name is Richie. Richie. There. I got you. I got you. Okay. I misunderstood. <laughs> and you work over at uh, what used to be Foothills Trucking. Uh, Brooks Furniture Express. Hey, how you doing? For all your shipping needs. <laughs> I'm a drummer. 
And Brian, what does he do? Brian actually has a very interesting history. He used to own a store in Matthews uh, outside of Charlotte. Uh, it was a holistic medication or medic- medicine, right. um, natural medication. Uh, his mother is a doctor and uh, very good at what she does. And Brian has a lot of that knowledge. I'm not quite sure what he's doing right now. I think he works for her right now. Think so. Interesting. Well, good. So let's uh, let's back up a little bit to bringing up not not physically. Oh, guys, sorry, sorry. To your uh, your upbringing, I guess. Who are some of your biggest influences individually before Teason and before Logic and before any of those other things? You know, who were you listening to? Holland Oates. <laughs> yeah. Did you really? Yes, loved Holland Oates. That's f- I just downloaded. The history of Hall and Oates off of iTunes, all of it. Not just the old 70s Hall right. and Oates, Blue-Eyed Soul, even the pop MTV Hall and Oates. Sure. I mean, just incredible. Were you, MTV, just, were you MTV kids? Were you, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. MTV I was even a Night Tracks kid. Oh, do you know what Night Tracks I, is? I do. I do. Just a little before my time, I'll say. No, I'm what, <laughs> what are you saying? Somebody come here and change my diaper. No, change um, my diaper, please. What about you, Chad? Who are some of your influences? Uh... The Beatles, yeah. Uh, the Bee Gees, uh, the Police. Uh, I'm a huge Sting fanatic. It's kind of funny because Sting is such a an incredible musician, and I try to measure myself against his ability, which is unfortunate. That's a that's a high. It is high stretch, uh, there. and I probably wouldn't have for anybody. No, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because he's always. I mean, he's just always striving to be higher. Even if you don't like the guy, you can't can't deny he's an incredible musician. Of course, Dave Matthews, uh, Peter Gabriel, love Peter Gabriel. I know you're a Peter Gabriel fan. I was going to bring that up because love him because I know that. The thing I don't like about Peter Gabriel is the fact that he doesn't stay in the mainstream enough. He's so brilliant. Well, uh, you're working on that. I've seen your post on Facebook. You're quite the fan. I love him. Yeah, I think he's brilliant. What about what though? Textures. Huh. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that, uh, that what makes a song so original is the texture with, textures within the song itself. I got really bored playing hard rock music, which I played for a long time, because it's always a bass guitar, two electric guitars with a dubbed solo guitar, vocals, background vocals. I mean, it's, it's the same palette of colors yeah. over and over and over again. And it starts to stress out the notes. Right. You have to come up with a lot of notes. But when, when you're orchestrating and coming up with textures, it starts becoming about tones that's right and, and uh that's well put and colors nice job strap yeah yeah <laughs> i'm pretty smart <laughs> play drums <laughs> yeah, I'm a drummer. so uh you what what are some of your typical gigs that you play you go bar scene you go festivals do it what you'll take anything i mean are you guys have sort of a criteria that you like to look for and people that you like to work for i think we like all our gigs Really, I mean, they're all fun. We yeah. get along. We have the uh, the unique position of getting along usually with almost every place that we play. Uh, there are some places that we won't play because of that. Uh, and I want I want to incriminate anybody here locally, but there's a couple of clubs uh, within a 50 mile radius that uh, are just they're just not fun people to work for. Sure. And since I do most of the bookings for the band, I won't put us through that. Mm-hmm. Right. So bar scene. You have to do the bar scene to get your popularity out. Right, right. But the big money is the festivals, the weddings, private parties. And you'll do all those? Oh, we, yeah, we have for years. What uh, What's your average show or gig number a year? I feel weird saying gig because I'm not really in the music business, so That's gig okay. sounds weird Gig's to me. Gig's good. Gig's good. Right. You're, you're hip. Good, you're thanks. Going, going um, good. What's your average number of gigs, guys? Before the economy hit, the economy recession? Sure. Uh, 50 to 60 shows a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And weekend, yeah. Gosh. 20, uh, 25? 20, 20. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. That's just and the pay's cut down in half as well. Insane gig. Pay no and, and timely fashion of stuff. You're just not seeing it happening anymore. Are you seeing it with uh, everybody? Or is it, uh, I mean, are all the bars cutting back? Or all seems the, to be pretty yeah. widespread. Yeah. 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 And uh, there's new clicks coming up all the time. The clicks are like certain clubs that book, book certain bands. And there's a new click that's actually happening in Hickory right now. Uh, which we haven't really pursued quite as heavily, um, but there, there's a a lot of the clubs are shut down. Yeah. Uh, the Mrs. Never Take song you were asking about earlier in the video that went with that was actually the first original version of that video came uh, as a as a tribute to uh, Sergeant Pepper's, which is one of the bigger clubs around here. Yeah. And people can make fun of the place all they want to, but there's no denying that it was a main staple of live entertainment here for over a decade. Absolutely. Yeah. We played 51 shows there. Yeah, that, I mean, I I saw lots of stuff at Sergeant Pepper's, and, and you know, back in the day, oh, yesterday's used to get some hits in oh, there. Yeah. Do you know, I saw New Kids on the Block play there. Did you really? Oh, don't really? sweat that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I worked with several acts there in another act uh, some years ago. Uh, worked with uh, Nazareth, uh, Blackfoot, uh, a band called Kicks, which was mm-hmm. a huge uh, '80s band. Um, yeah, they has they have yeah. Stuff. There's been some traffic through Hickory, so yeah. there's there is that possibility of having this music hub, as you guys were talking about earlier, in this region. I'm not even saying just Hickory, but in this little our little territory here. Mm-hmm. What do you think's missing? Is it the bands, or is it the mm-hmm. venues, no, or it's is it saturated with bands? So that's not it. Okay, what do you think it is? It's the venues and support for the venues. Okay. Yes. Yep. People complain about paying cover tunes, but if they ever go to a big... Hickory likes to think that it's a big city, and right. it's not. I love Hickory. I absolutely adore Hickory. I love everything about it. But as far as the music support goes, they're they're 15 years behind the times. Yeah, it's a, it's a multifaceted mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, when people go out to the club, they want to party. They want to have fun. They want to have a good time. Uh, it's hard for a band to push their own original music or even their own identities. Sometimes. Because... People want to shake their hineys. Sure. You know. I've seen them shake their hineys at your shows. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen you play at some festivals. I mean, there are some ladies out there Yeah, yeah that are your, I mean, they. do you find it a following? Do you sure. feel like you have people that go to each show and you see oh, them yeah, over absolutely. and over again? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we, we usually wind up knowing those people on a uh, pretty one-name basis, I guess. <laughs> they stop coming. <laughs> they stop coming. <laughs> What's your name again? Uh, <laughs> my name's Brian. <laughs> So how how long you think you've been having a uh, following? What does it take to build that here in this area? I mean, because you're playing the same places in mm-hmm. the Hickory area over you and over sell again. Sell out. Yeah, yeah. You're you're it, you're singing Rihanna at that point. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, in a way, you kind of do have to sell out. The trick is to play stuff that you f- feel pretty sure people are going to like, and you have to keep in mind that they want to party, they want to have fun, and you kind of have to pick stuff that you think will help them along with that, but stuff that you also dig too because they're, they're going to be able to tell if you're not enjoying Absolutely. Right, right. And that's kind of the trick, and that's where we kind of try to uh, infuse our own little twist and turns. That fine line, yeah. absolutely. Right. Do you have any desire to play as far out as you could? I mean, like how far out would you play? Uh, San Bernardino Valley. I hear you. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, nothing really keeping you saying that it's got to be this. I mean, yeah. or, you know, I mean, let's just, let's say hypothetically, you guys just meet the right person the right time one day. Oh, I'm out of here. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, that, Make that's no mistake. Musicians play for chicks 
and to not have to get up real early in the morning and go work for the man. I hear you. That's what it's all about. Yeah, we like chickens. <laughs> you know, if there are chickens involved, we're probably going to play the chickens, show. Yeah. <laughs> the more feathers, the better. We, we've been well, asked to play all across the United terms. States. You what? We've been asked to play all across the United States, actually. Yeah. Uh, um, the furthest away has probably been Midwest, kind of. The, the the big uh, problem is money. Cost of getting you there. Yeah, and time, taking time off. Right. I mean, it's not just the, it's not just the show. What's hilarious? Our production is so large and it's so detailed. We have a full network playing in every show. What's funny is somebody says, "Well, uh, how much for playing a full night?" And we say, "Okay, it's X dollars." What if you only play for an hour? Well, playing is the fun part. Right. We don't care about playing. Once we're set up, we're set up. Right. So it's that's that's something I hear often. Mm-hmm. What can you just the play dream two is songs? To go on tour, to actually have a tour. That's that's the dream. Yeah, the nightmare is to, to play where a tour. You just <laughs> leave the job behind and whatnot, and you actually kind of sort of make a living as a musician. Sure. It's like that's the that's the ultimate. And props to Jim Bolt, who almost does that. That's right. You go home. Well, now Jim still has his. He has a company. He's uh. He's got a corporate uh, surveyor's job. I mean, he owns part of that building. He plays so much, though, you almost have to put him in. He does. In he does. And he's really good. Right. Yeah. It's really fantastic. Right. Um, but, you know, as far as uh, making it, in quotations, with the puppet on my right hand, we can say that we kind of have because sure. we've played to ten to 15,000 people. We have uh, concert DVDs. We have CDs. we got music distributed all over the world. Um we, we've done it. I mean, we have literally done it. The only thing we haven't had is a national tour. Right. You got your music out there other than your website? It's on iTunes. iTunes. Uh, CD Baby. iTunes is the easiest way to find it. Absolutely. What is your opinion? I know you always ask bands about music on the internet, people taking music from there. What? What's your opinions? I don't know your opinion on this. My opinion is things aren't really any different than they were in the late 80s early 90s when everything was uh, distribution based mm-hmm. um, because still how do you get millions of people to know that your platform is even there it's mm-hmm. still that same basic problem for most most artists it's still the same basic thing so the main the main problem is actually getting your name out there it's not where to get your music yeah, that's right exactly. right mm-hmm. I mean so it's not that I Rip your CD off of Buddy that bought it from you, which happens every, every big show. Oh, I'm do, sure. People come up and say, "Got your album? Love the album? I ripped it off from somebody." Right. Thank mm-hmm. you. That album cost seven thousand dollars. We appreciate that. Yeah, right. We appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Happens. But I mean, see, back what, in the day, do you do you do get, I get ticked off about that? No, you can't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just the way it is. It, it is the way it is, but it's still wrong. Although it kind of sucks that people kind of do expect musicians to just starve. Get, <laughs> yeah, or even more so, like a guy comes over and fixes the sink, and he gets done fixing my sink. Thank you. Uh, well, here's my bill. Yeah, I know. Well, somebody else told me about how that you do this uh, service, and I really like that service, so I'm just not going to pay you today. Right. It's still intellectual property is still uh, worthy of something. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're actually taking the time to capture it and put it out for somebody else to listen to, uh, there's there's a value attributed to it. And people taking it, it's stealing. I don't care what anybody says, it's stealing, stealing, stealing. But um, I don't know how to battle it. I don't know if I have. I've the, had people use the the, uh, the video game designer or developer angle on me. When someone designs a video game, they they don't keep getting residual payments and whatnot. For every time somebody like, plays it, yeah, but 
they're getting eighty grand a year. Right. You know, what I'm saying it's a bit of a different thing. Yeah. We're, so, have you done it before? What's that? Ripped a CD. Uh, Did you in the eighties? Put your tape in tape deck one and somebody else's tape in tape deck two and hit record. Not very often. But did you? Ever? Mm, did not I ever. Only if I could not I find did. the album. I did. Well, I did I on my own albums. I didn't do it from other people's as, as often I, because I preferred to have my own copy. Right. So I'm one of that, I'm in that minority right there. Right. Uh, and when Napster came into being, I Ooh, downloaded it's it. It's like the bad word now, right? Yeah, I know. Napster. It is. <laughs> uh, I downloaded like crazy at first. Yeah. And then I started realizing that most people are too stupid to realize how to rip a CD efficiently off of a, a you know, rip the songs off of a CD. It's always, it was half yeah. a song. It got truncated like two thirds of the way through, or it was bad quality, not very good resolution. I'd rather buy it from iTunes and uh, know it's there. I don't like the proprietary stuff of iTunes, though. What do you think about Spotify? Uh, it was great for the six months while it was free, but I'm not paying for it. No. I don't pay for it. After six months? Supposed huh. to, they're supposed to pay. This was a big article. Mary Margaret's like, let's see, it's been one. I know. I'm thinking in my head, how this long have I had it? Because it's not been. Uh... We're on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. What do you think of it for the people that are getting it for free and listening to music anytime they want to? I think they should do like everybody else and use advertising, uh, and that's how they pay for everything. Uh, give the royalties out to the artists that need it for ASCAP and BMI and CSAC, but uh, let uh, let it be for free. Let it stay for free because I'm not paying for it. Yeah. Uh, it's nice, but I've got all those albums already. Right. Because you like your yeah. own copy. Yep. I think that's something that could possibly be missing from culture today. It was fun just to go get an album or a CD and all the stuff, the covers, the, the jackets, the, mm-hmm. all the uh, the uh, commentary and Not being able to photos. skip from song to song either. Having to listen to the whole yeah. concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That don't happen anymore. It's now a singles market. Oh, yeah. It's one, one song, and that's... Well... Uh, you know, Chad, every episode always does a word association. Oh, sticks. It's not, uh, it's not always pretty, <laughs> but he does it. And, and the concept is to actually say one word and you get to say one word back. First thing that comes to your mind. Strut, you, you follow me? <laughs> Chad. <laughs> I'm a drummer. You know, and before I even go into that, I'm actually going to give away our contest code for this episode for those Excellent. of you that are following along on the mesh uh, giveaway. The code for this episode is CHAD1983. That's C H A D. One nine eight three, like nineteen eighty three, back when his hair was big. That's so, just wrong. <clears throat> I like worshiping it. Worshiping Yes. I did. I did. So now we're going to play this word association. I'm going to say a word. And you each get to tell me one of your own words that you think of when you hear it first. Okay? First one is Oscars. Descendants. Because you just saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay? Total blankness. I have no. You don't watch the Oscars? Do you go see movies? I guess not. No. Oh, yeah, I can see movies, but. They're usually ready to action. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Strat. All right. Uh, teleprompters. Big believer in it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Squinting. Wish you had one. Squinting, because you're, you're blind as a bat. Yeah, you always catch them all. <laughs> no, Obama's great at it. He is. He really is. Mm-hmm. He's good at that stuff. Okay. Yep. Uh, drilling oil. Mm. Keep it clean, Strat. <laughs> Chad? <laughs> uh natural energy 
strut. <laughs> total blankness. <laughs> All right, total Actually, blankness. Actually, necessary. Necessary. Mm. Thank you. Celebrity. <laughs> strut. Um, check. <laughs> You guys, that's that married couple coming back out again. You know, actually, uh, celebrity uh, Eric Church because we just ate at the tap room. Oh, we just went to the tap room before we got here. Eric Church of Country Hickory mm-hmm. fame. That's right, because mm-hmm. he uh, he used to play there. Yep. And uh, kind of a funny story. Uh, one of the owners there sold him this big Budweiser statue promotional thing. Yeah. He paid five hundred dollars for it. This was before he hit it big. Uh, it was free. I was thinking about that earlier. Nice. What do you guys have coming up in the future? You got to be always working on stuff. If you're True. if you're taking forty songs off of an album that didn't, you know, forty songs are laying on the cutting room floor, basically. That's right. Um, so, what do you have coming up in the future? Any more albums? Any more uh, events? Concerts? Gigs? Uh, we have a show coming up in. February at the uh, at the Lazy Dog, and it's not lazy plural; it's just dog. Quit calling it Lazy Dogs. It sounds lazy stupid. Dogs. <laughs> y'all go play up there at the Lazy yeah, Dogs. Lazy Dogs in a couple weeks, ain't you? Yeah, y'all go play up there. Go ride our bike up there at the Lazy Dog. Y'all go play up there and stuff. <laughs> y'all gonna have nobody show up, and y'all gonna be upset. <laughs> Actually, I'm quite fond of the Lazy Dog. They're a they're a client of mine, and uh, they're a lot of fun to work with. Best banana pudding in the world. I can attribute to that. That is yes. that is a fact. Yeah. I love it. And, and it comes uh, in a styrofoam bowl. I love it. I just walk in. The staff says here. <laughs> That's about the truth. And they remember uh, little Bobby. Yes. Remembers everything. Remembers, yeah, yeah, she's a good waitress. Excellent. Um, Usually one, very fun gigs at that place. Yeah, that's true. It's, yeah. a, it's a small a location. They're, they're very enthusiastic. And uh, that's, you know, we can play a place that's bigger, that uh, where the people aren't as enthusiastic, and it's not as fun. I mean, that seems like common sense, but when you're in the, in the moment, it makes a big deal. Uh, one of the things that we do have coming up, and it may be towards the middle or end of the year before it actually comes to fruition, but uh, the next Logic album is probably going to be a Big Friends album. Of all the people that we know, I've been. I've already talked. I've, I don't know if I've talked a little bit about this. I've talked to uh, Rob Pritchard from Throwdown Jones. I've talked to Billy Jones from the News. Uh, Eric Bider, who is the bass player singer from uh, King Biscuit Trio, and a score of other people. We know so many musicians, and we have to be working together. We either work together, or we fail together. And with the way everything's going right now, if we don't work together, we're we're, we're just hurting ourselves. Um, if you go to iTunes and you go listen to an album, or you go look at the like the top ten, you'll see so and so featuring so and so. Right. So right. that's what we're doing. We're going to be featuring so and so. So it's going to be the Logic featuring other bands, absolutely, or other artists from certain bands. Probably other artists from other bands. Trying to keep it regional. Trying to keep some local bands involved, or you open to anybody? Ideally, I would, I would think regionally. Yeah. 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 But I'm, we're still open but to we anybody. You know, if, right, right. If Dave Matthews said, hey. We'd well, that's what it. I was wondering. Say, yeah. Dave Matthews called you. Would you yeah. let him on your album? Well, I mean, we, we have friends here and there. Uh, one guy is uh, uh, Clay Cook from uh, Zach Brown Band. I don't know if he's going to be able to take time off of coming up here. He would, he would at least respond, but it'd probably be a polite no. I can't do it right, right now. Right. He was actually supposed to produce uh, Mrs. Never Take. He, that was a song he was very, very fond of. But 
I mean, I'd like to get Eric Church in as well. I mean, I'd love to. to if tell at you. all possible. If at all possible. Cool. I mean, we know these folks, but uh, if you know the, the scene, if you just because you know somebody does not mean necessarily they're going to be able to come in. Of course. I mean, they, uh, we're nobody to them, and we, we realize our, our position in the grand scheme of things. But they would, do, they would do well to come and work with us. You know, it would help their career. Sure. And by the way, former teasing guys, Chad has all those reworks on the old tunes. Uh, don't forget about that. Oh yeah, uh, you'll release uh, some former teasing tracks. Really good stuff too. I would really love good. to You're hear some teasing. You're a kind teasing. man. <laughs> I, think I think it's cool stuff. Well, the problem with releasing the new teasing, the teasing stuff that we have is that uh, it's been reworked. Yeah. And the, the deal was just to rework it the way we are now, not the way we used to be, because we none of us play that style of music anymore. Right. Uh, and that seems to be where we don't agree. Yeah. I mean, we still talk and we still laugh and we still cut up. But you ain't agreeing on that. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. <clears throat> well, I didn't agree on anything back then anyway. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you were true. young and wild, and it was the 80s, and you were in a band called Teasing. That's so right. why should you agree, that's people? Right. Yeah. That's right. That that's right. That's a recurring theme in our life. <laughs> yeah. We were young and wild. Really fun, great time. Well, listen, I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping, then I want to hear some music from you guys. Right. Uh, you know, again, we're here on The Mesh. I want everyone to please check out the website at www.themesh.tv. If you have any comments, questions, uh, suggestions of bands that you would like to hear, maybe you have your own band that would like to be spotlighted on the, I'm With The Band. I'm a um, Chad is usually your host, so you can put up with him for the episode. Uh, you can email us at info at themesh.tv, or you can actually call and leave a comment on the voicemail mesh line. It's at 828-619-0048, and uh, leave us a message, and we'll play it on the show if it's uh, decent. Strut, don't call in and (laughs) be crude uh but again thank you to the logic for being here chad strut and puppet brian and um hopefully you know you're the man (laughs) hopefully everybody will get out and go see you guys hopefully catch catch some of your uh your performances i know from firsthand experience they are good times and uh i i hope to see lots more of you guys in the future now what are you going to be playing for us on our way out well See, a lot of people don't take us very seriously because we use so much technology. Right. They don't consider us to be real musicians, but we want to finally dispel. <laughs> we want to finally dispel that myth. And you're going to do it on "I'm with the band" here on the mesh. We're going to do it today. All right, live. Okay. No pre-recorded stuff. And uh, we, before we came here, we went over the song that we were going to work on. I mean, that we're going to play for you. I mean, we we made sure that we had our. We sure we're ready. This is not a good idea. <laughs> you, you got over your sore throat. You're you're good. Okay. They don't think you sing. Nobody thinks that you sing. Right. They, they think that you're just sitting there mouthing the words. Yes, that's true. Not fair to you. That's true. Not fair to me. Yes. Not fair to Brian. Hi. Hi. You're so, the man, Brian. So I think we should do it. Okay. Uh, this song is called "Those Are the Years," and it talks about uh, you know when we were younger. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you going to do it right now? Sure. Like right now? Should we do it live? I'm I'm excited. (laughs) That's because you haven't heard it yet. I am am ready. All right. Are you ready? Shut, get up on the mic there. I want to hear this. I'll do like the usual, the way we usually do it. I'll start out the the first line, and then I'll I'll point to you, and you come in like you have been. Okay? Okay. Those Those were the the years. years 
when, when we were young, young and we, we used, used to, to run, run and play, play and grow our hair long, long and then we had a band, band. <laughs> and it was so fun. fun. Everybody Let loved to come, love out to come out to hear, hear us, us play. play. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> hey, we've practiced it. We, that. That was amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah. they heard it here first. Yeah, it's here first. Live here on the mesh. Yeah. We're going um, uh, no technology here, people. That was, yes, right. no technology. That was nothing pre recorded. That was all real. Where did the rum pum pum come from? <laughs> I tell you what, folks, you heard it here first on the mesh. You are some lucky listeners. And um, hopefully we'll get some feedback from that and we can play it on next month's episode. Um, Until then, I'm Mary Margaret here in the mesh studios with The Logic. Thanks again for listening to I'm With The Band. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Please don't stop the music. Stop the
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.